what's going on you guys and welcome back to the anime plus podcast again this is your podcast for everything anime and anime related this is your first time here i'm your boy a ray with my co-host on on say what's up what's going on what's going on bro uh yo so this is part two to the finale of attack on titan we did this pod initially right after we watched the first or i guess the ending of attack on titan so this is part two so if you haven't watched part one make sure you watch that first and then come to this uh episode and again, we're going to be heavy on the spoilers. So if you haven't watched it yet, make sure you guys watch it and then watch part one, then watch this. But yeah, I mean, if you guys haven't watched it, man, I would tell you all right now, stay off the social because you guys finna get spoiled. Like literally, it's it's crazy. But yeah, um, we ended off part two talking about what, what happened to Mikasa at the very end. Um, I don't know if you had any other thoughts to that one before we moved on. Uh, I mean, honestly, just to give a recap to the viewers, um we were talking about how mikasa how how basically as a character we hated her for the first four seasons and then really at the end isayama kind of connected everything and i in my opinion one of the my most favorite characters in attack on titan now um so just to give a little context well let's talk about that that cabin scene and what happened was if mikasa didn't basically um succumb to her love to Eren and that's what they showed they showed it in the cabin scene if they if she if she did you know uh go through with her desires desires they would have lived an amazing life they would have him and her and Eren would have you know ran away together and been husband and wife and literally just lived the happiest life that they could have lived but the thing is that um uh the thing is that she, you know, she she stayed convicted, and um, it was it was great for everybody, and it kind of saved everyone from it saved all the all the rest of the Eldians basically. She uh, saved basically the rest of the Eldians, but um, there's one scene, and it was very important, and it gave us a a little glimpse of what we might see in the future, and it's basically the. Um, the ending scene where you see a Mikasa like character walk with her with his dog walk into the tree again and maybe the cycle starts and so we know from from uh the history of Ymir Ymir originally went into this tree herself yeah. and the organism that created the titans that spinal fluid the spine looking organism thingy that was in the tree so maybe it's there again maybe it reproduced we don't know but that's what they left us off at, and it's a very, very crazy ending. Ariel, what you what you got to say about that? Oh, that last scene has so many different possibilities. It's another thing that um, Hajime Isayama left for interpretation, which again is is very masterful the way that he did that. There's so many things that he left for interpretation in in the ending, and literally the director and the writer for the very end of the episode. Like literally, there's so many things that you can think of. I mean, I think the base theory that is the obvious one here, like the underlying one is, yeah, you know, the cycle is going to re- repeat. It's going to start all over again. That dude walks in, somehow gets the power of a t- Titans. Um, obviously, the world looked like it got completely flattened out by, um, you know, nukes and bombs and whatnot, because you could see the way that that tree was growing and all the grass around it and the 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 gear the dude was with. Um, he's just with a little dog and he's got a backpack he's like like a hiker or whatever like a traveler oh man 
I think that's a that's a base theory is that you know this the cycle is going to start all over again. That's I think that's a base theory. Correct me if you if you think elsewise own, but I would say that's a base theory. Um, there's obviously other things that you can leave to interpretation. You can come up with your own theories. Like for example, you could just be like, maybe he walks in there and there's you know the organism's dead and that's the end. You know what I mean? But honestly, anything can really happen, and I think that that final scene. I, so, so see, here's the thing for me sometimes I like when a story just completely ends and there's no more story to it but also I love when there's an open ending and it, it, literally anything can happen uh what, what do you think about that though I think Isayama even though that scene was you know it was a two second scene you know it was like a minute scene it gives us such a open ending that we really can it's it's up to the person and I think Isia, that's like a very common theme that Isayama goes for is he leaves a lot of what's going on to interpretation. And he lets the character, he lets the audience decide whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether they like it, whether it was an amazing decision or whether it was a detrimental decision. And it, he gives he gives you your own ending. And that's what I love about the writing of Isayama. And with this last scene, you know, we don't know if this this organism, as Ari said, we don't know if this organism, you know, is still in the in the tree, has regrown. We don't know how it initially got there to begin with, so we can't even say that there are many more of these spinal organisms and whatnot. So it really does put that to, into like interpretation, and I would say I agree with you. Maybe, maybe this is you know, uh, his way to say that the human cycle just works the way it works, and everything and and the human cycle is inevitable and war clash and conflict will always happen regardless of the era the time as long as there's humans on earth there will be conflict and the cycle will always repeat so i mean isiyama did an amazing job with that last scene and i love it i think it, i think it uh, i think it gives so much to 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 the reader to think about and it also gives us a possible chance of a part two not like like not like an official part two but maybe a spin-off maybe something we get he just gives us he he, he leaves us with something so yeah bro that shit would be crazy bro <laughs> imagine a spin-off bro oh my god i don't think i could do this again bro bro it would be insane <laughs> bro it would be insane because bro now there's gonna be no more attack on titan we are done it's done the one of the greatest animes of all time has officially came to a conclusion. And although many people did not like it, I enjoyed it thoroughly. And hats off to Isayama. Thank you for all the years of your continued amazing writing and amazing adaptation to the anime. I didn't read the manga. And the anime was just a masterpiece. And the the show I want to, to compare this to is Game of Thrones to in, a, in like the regular shows. How Game of Thrones was that crazy, that good. It kept everyone hooked. And every single week when Game of Thrones was on, you talk about it. And it's the same thing with AOT. Every single week it's on, we talk about it. And everybody in the community talks about it. People that don't even... You know, I have so many friends that don't watch anime, but they they watch Attack on Titan for because of the way Isayama wrote the story. It was just, just a masterpiece. Facts, facts, you know. Honestly, one of the greatest stories ever from beginning to end. And it's one of the rare ones where the end just keeps getting better and better because you get, you draw things that happen in the very beginning to where the story leads up to. 
For example, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this thing right here, the the plot twist that happened. So obviously, the story starts off with, I mean, I guess you could say there's two of them. Uh, the first one is the one that is the more obvious one, where um, the first episode you see Aaron's mom getting eaten by a Titan, and we found out in the final episode that was somewhat orchestrated by Aaron. He needed that to happen for um, Bear Trout. I don't even know how to say that dude name, but hit for him. <laughs> yeah, you need him to survive to to break down the wall. That was semi orchestrated by Aaron. Also, the rage that Aaron was built with because of that, like this was all orchestrated by Aaron through the Attack Titan power, and that's just absolutely insane. Um, like the the story writing on that is just it's insane, man. Like he had to have the ending before, like that even happened like you know what i mean like there's there's so much that goes on there so obviously that's one the second thing is you the story the sorry the um first episode also starts off with like i think it's mikasa or aaron they're like dreaming and like oh see you again and yeah i mean that that kind of gives the vibes because you remember he was tapping into his power somewhat from the attack Titan, and he, he were he was there Given like um, whispering to Mikasa and Armin and kind of erasing the memory. So like, honestly, it's so much shit going on. Like it's, it's, it's drawing stuff from the very end. It's drawing stuff from the very beginning and just kind of combining it together. So I guess we can start with the plot twist on, man. Dude, that, that shit had a shock though, right? Bro, when that happened, I'm not going to lie. Everybody in the room was like, what? Like the fact that, he killed his own mother so Beltok can survive and all his friends and what. So basically his whole objective was to always keep his friends alive, even though, you know, Hanji and Sasha died. That part was such a twist too, because we see that when Sasha died, he, he kind of laughed, he kind of laughed. And it was like a maniac laugh. Uh, when, when he was on the plane, he was, he was shocked, but like he knew that was going to happen. But there was nothing he could do about it. Like he, he was just. It was just. It was like, he was playing a if you know you know with your with himself. Right. Like that's how that's how he, crazy it was. He knew Sasha was gonna die right there, but he just had to first of all let it happen, and second of all, like he was right there when it happened. It happened right in front of him, and this is not just a random person. This is one of the friends that he wanted to save. He wanted to save Sasha. He wanted to save Hanji. Like, these people were not just meaningless, you know, bodies to him. He felt immense pain when these two died. And it's crazy that, you know, he had to live with that. He had to live with killing two two of the, his friends. Like, I know he had to live with killing 80% of, of the world. That's Honestly, I don't think he cared about that. I mean, <laughs> he might have, but I think he cared more about his friends, which is, like, crazy. Yeah, I mean... The amount of plot twists. So that last scene when he was talking to Armin, we got all we got his memory and we saw all the plot twists and we saw what what he's been holding on to this whole time. And it's when did he kiss Historia's hands? That was um, shit, I can't remember. That I was think, like season three or two, right? I think when he was on trial, right? Yeah, yeah, that that was when he was on trial. So right then and there, that's when he gets he gains old memories back because he touches you know, someone royal. So that's when he gained the memories back, or at least for that glimpse of a second, he, he got all the memories back. And from that time, he's been holding out on us and acting like a maniac, like a suicidal maniac since then, just so his friends 
can be deterred from him, not like him at all, so he could complete the mission and save them at the end. And the amount of like little things that we didn't know happened because of the attack. The whole attack on the, the whole attack titan writing, like him being uh, in a timeline where there's no past, present, or future, really just like he had to be on on something when he was writing that. Like, how do you even think of that, bro? Like the whole part of you know the, the titans coming into the wall all that was orchestrated way before and we never knew that that we never knew that it got to that extent where he was there even before he was born like he was talking to grisha like remember that when he yeah. was talking to grisha when he was um when um grisha was in that like underground chamber with like historia's like i, I don't know was the, the 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 royal family basically and Eren was there. And the fact that like Isayama can can create like a character that, that can go that far into the future, but also not make any holes in it. Like the fact that there's no misleading parts or there's no like parts where like uh uh it's kind of like there's a hole in the story and you kind of just gotta interpret it on your way on, on your way. It's not like that. Like the, in that aspect of the story. He really thought it thought it out, and it all made perfect sense at the end. Right, which is just, oh man, it's just amazing storytelling. There's really not much else that we can say on that. It's just, it's one of those things that the more you watch it, the more you kind of go back and look at things, the more you notice, like, oh, shit, that's why this happened, or, oh, man, I didn't realize that again. It's it's crazy. It's, it's I mean, I don't want to compare it to some other, any other series, because this is like, the <laughs> wrong way, but... Uh, something that me and Owen always talk about with One Piece, when you go back and notice something, this is another like another example, another instance of that happening. But uh, yeah, I mean, aside from the plot twist, Owen, there's one other thing that I wanted to talk to you about. Dude, that scene where you see Aaron and Mikasa living the happy life, bro, and they didn't really go to too much detail about what that was. But I mean, I'm assuming that's that scene would be what would happen if uh they chose to not change the world if Aaron chose to not you know do what he did and if he chose to just run away with Mikasa live a happy life and yeah man what are your thoughts on that scene because honestly bro I thought that that scene was really nice to be included but I don't know man what are your thoughts so the scene itself is very deep because the fact is that he would have lived an amazing life and and Mikasa his the love of his life both of them would have lived amazing lives and they would have just been chilling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But because of the fear of Titans uh, that all of his other friends felt and the rest of the world, you know, felt the fear of the Titans, the curse of the Titans that Ymir brought on to the world. He did not, he could not live with that. And he, he want like, he felt it that if he sacrificed himself and everybody else lived without fear, that was a better outcome than him living in true happiness with the love of his life because he even said it he wanted Mikasa to remember him 10 years after he died like he he remember he was he was crying like a little kid like it was like a little kid moment and we barely see those come out of Eren but from time to time we do see that and we know that Eren's you know he's a human he's just like us he's a human he's and he's not that old he's probably in his 20s and this is a very young person that we're talking about. 
And he really, you know, took it upon himself, became the sacrificial lamb, and took fear out of the world for a very, very long time. So that's also something I want to touch up on, is the fact that, um, yes, he did kill 80% of the world, right? That's bad. Yeah, morally wrong. Mm-hmm. But his the amount of time he bought for the rest of the world before any conflict happened, we saw that that Paradise Island became a futuristic city. Like we saw it look like Dubai. Like fu- like <laughs> Paradise it, Island really looked like Dubai. It did for a second. And that's a, that means that over two thousand years had to have passed like like a very, very I'm not saying two thousand exact, but I'm saying a very, very long time had to have passed a huge grace period of peace had to have passed before any conflict happened. And Aaron bought that time for his his friends, the friends of his, the fam, like the next generation and probably a couple more generations after that. So if you look at it from that lens, Aaron really just, first of all, hit the reset button on the world, but made it in a way where there was no conflict for a huge amount of time that is probably unprecedented because conflict, as Isayama portrayed, happens over and over regardless of there being titans in the world or Eldians in the world or not. So, yeah, that scene itself, it just gave us so much to really think about and ponder upon because that's that's what you have to take into account when you determine if Eren's decision was a good decision or whether it was a bad decision and you thought that um, it was immoral or not. So it kind of gives him a bit more leeway in him being justifying the 80%, but obviously, you know, 80% is still 80%. No, 100%. I mean, there, there's just so much that, like, there's so much to hit on when it comes to this, which is just absolutely crazy. I mean, I feel like we can do so many different parts to this pod because there's just so much going on man and i kind of want to go back and rewatch the entire attack on titan just to make sure that i don't miss any details man this is just all our raw emotion like i said earlier in part one we literally just watched it like a couple hours ago and we're reflecting on it like right now so it's still fresh in our minds still crazy and i'm sure there's so many different things that we didn't bring up but yeah um on bro now that attack on titan is over bro Man, I think we can say that this is cemented as one of the all-time anime greats, right? Yeah, I mean, definitely top two for me. It's always been that way. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's not better than One Piece. I, I don't care. I so don't number care. two. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not better than One Piece. <laughs> I don't care. Um, I think, so So the reason why, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even want to get into this debate, but the, the, the one thing that, okay, so I would say One Piece has a bit better of a storyline but it has way worse pacing like that kills it right but i sympathize with the pacing because if i were to just read manga only i think it, it would just it would be way quicker way faster and the true story you're watching is the manga they really have to inflate the story because of the how it's how it's done weekly like attack on Titan. And we didn't see it for four months and we got an hour and a half so content to like waiting wise like um it gives them a lot of time to prepare and it gives them a lot of time to really cut out all the fluff and all the bullshit which unfortunately one piece does not have the freedom to do so i mean that and one piece is not done whatever i, I don't want to talk about one piece it's not a one piece right. podcast but in general attack on titan first of all i'm, I'm going to talk about 
what I love about it, and it's firstly the story itself, one of the most amazing stories ever told, right? The pacing, the pacing, amazing. It really was not slow. It never felt slow for me. It felt like there was always a good ratio of action to, to, um, like you. I want to call it suspicion or like action to like story, and yeah. but with even within story, it's like he gives us a little. But he doesn't give us everything. And that's what I loved about it. Him just giving us enough that we understand what's going on, but we don't know. We can't predict the whole story. So what I could say, like, when I was watching Naruto, I watched um, One Piece, Bleach, I would say maybe Attack on Titan. Um, I watched a couple of anime before I watched Naruto. And when I watched Naruto... I kid you not, when I was watching it with my cousin, at least the first Naruto, I was, I had literal future sight because I was telling him, this is about to happen, this is about to happen, and this is about to happen. And word for word, it would happen just like that because it would follow just the regular, you know, um, shonen, shonen tropes. Right. But Attack on Titan just does it so differently and it does it in such a wacky but like interesting way that you can never, I, no one can ever say that they knew what the hell was going to happen at the end of Attack on Titan just like that. I don't think so. Maybe if you're a genius and you stumbled upon it by luck, I would say by luck you got that. You can never fully predict Attack on Titan. It was just that that intricate. Right. And that's what I love the most about it. I, uh, this is mad random. It just popped into my head. but And it's kind of a half-baked idea. But if we were to get a spinoff, I would love to see what happened immediately after um everything happened like with with Aaron dying and all that stuff so I want to know what happened with the Eldian Empire I want to know what happened with the rest of the survivors in the world like did they band together make one nation and then maybe like a speed run after that to see how everything happened I feel like that would be my number one choice for a spinoff and then number two would obviously be the run it back version where we see that kid and the dog go into the tree what about you on like what, what do you want to see so I definitely want to see um I, I want to see, yeah, just as you said, I want to see right after how everyone lived their lives. What happened to my boy Armin? Did he, you know, did he get wifed up? Did I mean, did he get, you know, a wife? Did he get kids? Did he get a family? What well, we we know uh, probably that John, um, you know, uh, I mean, married not. Mikasa and whatnot. That's no. that's a theory. That's a theory right there. That's one theory. Here, bro. <laughs> but, but yeah, I want to see what happened to my boy Connie. Uh, yeah. his mom, his mom, his mom. I forgot about that. Still there, right? Yeah, his mom's still there, and she got turned into a, re- a regular person. So, no, so I wanna... in, you remember in the show, Aaron said that he would change uh Connie's mom back. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like that's that's what I'm hinting. I'm like, I want to see what what's going on now. now that, that was so crazy that like all the Titans became regular people again. That was just such a good like such. It's a good way to keep us on our, the edge of our seats. We see Gabby, we see Connie, John, these characters, not Gabby too much. I don't really like her, but John and Connie, like we see these characters that we love and we've seen them from the beginning of the season and now they're Titans. It kind of, it, it got me so like tight. It got me so like, ah, oh, why'd he do that? But then he, he, he was like, psych, like you got the wrong number. And he literally, um, you know, brought them back and gave them more. Like, like I, I want to know what's going on with Connie. Did he start a family? What's going on? 
Um, there's a lot of stuff how everything progressed, and also we know that after the death of Erin, um, because of the uncertainties of the whole world, the Yeagerist movement started. You know, right. they started their own army, and um, Erin. Uh, so, so they, so Armin at the end, Armin, John, Connie, Peak, and Rainer. I don't. Was it Rainer? Uh, yeah, I think Rainer was also. They were inside that uh boat or whatnot, and they made peace. They made peace with the world, but what happened after that? Right? Did anyone ever come? Was there ever? ever was there any other? Any other? Was there any objections after that? Like, was there any retaliation? Um, we know there was like that, that iconic baby scene that really, you know, it it highlighted how how detrimental uh the rumbling was to the world, and that scene was that scene was crazy. I just want to know your thoughts about that that one scene. Honestly, bro, I, I thought it was just crazy, but there's just so much information going on, bro, that I don't even know how to react properly because it's just like, there's just so much, there's so many different possibilities. There's so much things that are left to interpretation. So I might have to rewatch this and give it a, like a better um, evaluation at the end. You know what I mean? Of what, like what I want to happen. You know what I mean? Like what what's most entertaining for me? What makes me the most happiest with the ending? But yeah. uh, yeah, yeah. Well, what, what about you? And I got one more question for you before we end it. I mean, I think he did an amazing job on the ending. I think you couldn't get better than that. I think like the people that hate on it, you know, you can't please everybody. So Isiyama, you did a really good job. Fuck the haters. Um, like he, he gave us the Attack on Titan type of ending, not the Naruto ending, not the Demon Slayer ending, not the traditional anime. Um happy life happy wife um next kid boruto's up you know not that not that bullshit he right. gave us he 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 gave us something where um the person we hated the most we loved and the person we loved the most and then hated we loved again and um just him him being able to 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 fill us in and not the whole like that's what i love the most him filling us and the Eldians in and not the whole world and then leaving that all into to interpretation really just like cemented how good of a writer he was and and kind of like gave us the last cliffhanger of Attack on Titan because Attack on Titan has been an ever ever going cliffhanger because of the way Isayama gave us the information so yeah I mean amazing ending 10 out of 10 I would never change anything about it I think he did it like extremely well and the people that are hating you know suck a fat one i don't know what to say (laughs) uh yeah i mean i guess that kind of leads to my next question for you before we end this so obviously i got some wrong information we do the news pods every single thursday and every every single source was telling me that yo this alternative ending is going to be something that happens for the anime it's going to be an original ending obviously people dislike the ending which me and Owen already talked about this in part one. So again, make sure you guys watch part one. We both said that we like the ending. You know, that that's written in stone for both of us. But yeah, so it turned out that the anime actually got the same ending as the manga. There is an alternative ending that's out there that Isayama himself wrote. I'm going to go check it out um, when I get a second and just kind of compare it. But yeah, Owen, oh, and I, I think... Honestly, bro, I'm happy with this ending. I might just keep it, but yeah, what about you, dog? Yeah, I would never change this ending for anything because just as I said, bro, like 
this was the most Attack on Titan type of ending you could ever get. Like right. this was Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan as a definition, if I were to define it as anything, is ever going cliffhangers. And this is exactly what he did. He gave us the ever ever like he literally gave us a cliffhanger that we can kind of interpret on our own and kind of make our own story a second story about if we really even wanted to. But just one thing I wanted to touch up on and what I loved about um how he brings such great emotion to the show is how Aaron used all the old Titans to to uh fight against his friends. And these were like basically friends fighting against friends. This was uh, Polko finding fighting against uh, his little brother or like Rainer. And then we had uh, literally Beltok come in as the, as the colossal titan. And Annie was like, or someone was like, oh, they're using Beltok as a puppet. Look what he's doing. And then we we see that Armin goes in and talk like, within the pads or whatever, and he talks to all the old. Um, uh, uh, titan users and he convinces them to you know come on his side and the ties just change right then and there and everyone works together to defeat Eren and the way he brought that emotion back and he brought all those nostalgic characters back even he brought Ymir back from one of the first uh, seasons where she got killed it was just such a heartfelt moment and he, he executed that so perfectly and he really just like took everything from Everything we loved about Attack on Titan since season one, he took and just gave it back to us for that last and final fight. Right. Insane. But yeah, that's my thoughts on it, bro. That's fair, man. Um, yeah, we can go on and on about this, but I think we're going to leave it here. Um, yeah, make sure you guys join our Discord because there's so much that we can talk on. We're I'm literally getting pinged and notified like crazy because everyone just finishing watching it right now and everyone's talking about it so make sure you guys check out the discord make sure you guys give your guys's input on whether you guys liked it or not join in on some of our discussions um and let us know some of your guys's interpretations link in it will be in the description forgot to do this earlier but quick shout out to our sponsor drop click on do you want to speak on that real quick before we end the video yeah i got you so boys girls ladies and gentlemen if you got a boring setup with basic with uh, a basic mouse pad that has no type of design and whatnot, and you want something that can actually bring some flair to your um that setup. If you bring you know some of the baddies back home and you got that that bl uh, black mouse pad, you know you you're not getting so. But if you got a nice setup, you know what they like nowadays. So get yourself some good gear, get yourself a nice setup, and also, um. Investing in yourself and investing in your environment will always make you the best version of yourself. So if you want to, uh, if you want some inspiration, even if you don't want to get a mouse pad from us or or whatnot, but you do want to, you know, get your setup up, definitely check out DropClick and use Anime Plus for Anime Code Anime Plus for ten percent off. Um, uh, just if you want to create a better environment for yourself, we sit on desks pretty much like for a lot of people a majority of the day. So if you want that place to be a a place of not just boring, uh, not just a boring space, but a place of productivity and a place where you feel more at home, then definitely check out our website and use code Anime Plus for ten percent off. Thanks, yo. Link will be in the description. But yeah, it's gonna be it for this episode. Can't believe we're finally here. The end of Attack on Titan. It's it's been an error ten long years. 
I really don't know what to say, bro. Like, this is such a sentimental thing, especially because this is a lot of people's first anime, man. Um, so yeah, been a long journey. I guess we can say Sayonara, Sakuran Sain. It's it's been real. Um, you are officially cemented as one of the goats. Shout out to Hajime Isayama, man. We love your work, bro. And fuck them haters that say the ending sucked because that shit was perfect. But yeah, that's going to be it for this episode. We'll catch you guys in the next episode of Anime Plus. Peace. Peace.